<laughs> hey. Oh my god. How long has it been? For you longer. I uploaded yeah. one episode of oh, <laughs> exactly never... a month ago. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's been maybe a month and two, a half or no, two no. since me. I, can I tell you our first episode since that we've recorded together, it was February fifth. <laughs> it's April nineteenth. Yeah, it's been a very long time. Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. But we have we're gonna talk more about that in this episode. Yeah, it's Long story short, there were a lot of college stuff and extracurricular stuff that we were both. This is another college doing. episode. Oh and my god! I know. Wait, we haven't even introduced. We haven't even like properly said hey. Hey. Hey, welcome I'm, back. I'm, I'm I'm Brandon. I'm Chloe. If you don't remember, it's okay. I would understand. It's been a while. Um, yeah. But we're back, and, and we're back with a college <laughs> episode. But this time. It's the it, final it's one. It's more this like is the final one. we bring you guys closure. Yeah. We bring ourselves closure we with the college talk. Closure, because we've, like, with all the college episodes we've yeah. had in the past, it's just been like, what are we anticipating? What are we dealing with right now? What do we want in the future? Et yeah. cetera, et cetera. And this is like, okay, here's it's, it's, the end it's product. For the most part over. Here's the end product yeah. so far. So. We'll let's start. Br- no, let, yeah. let's just do yeah. like a brief. Like, yeah, I was going to say, you let's know, start with an update. It's spring break. True. weather is actually beautiful it's guys like, i got my license oh my god yeah no and it was so sad because yesterday he got it two days ago no yesterday oh today's tuesday you're right yeah, I got it yesterday. no he got it yesterday and then i see on his close friend story on instagram that he's driving two of my other best friends around and i'm just at home watching youtube like bitch where was my invite well here's the thing if i literally would have commuted once, to you just to be nah, in the I car i would we had <laughs> student metros once i get once I get comfortable driving on the highway, I will pick you up one day from your place. I don't know if I trust that. I'm kidding. 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 I, yesterday, I was really tempted to go on the highway, but then I realized that's actually very dangerous. Have you driven on the highway before? No. Yeah. It's a, it's different. Yeah. Like, you just don't stop. Oh, my God. I lost my interim license. Oh. <laughs> I'll, print, I'll print out another one. It's okay. Okay. You know, what, you know what? I thought it was going to be, like, more official. No, but it's just it was, a sheet of paper. It's just a pe- sheet of paper that says you have your license. Yeah, it's like, just a sheet I of paper. I feel like I could type it up. Like yeah, real, you could. Real, like I could just type. Like it up, Comic Sans, I Brandon Chen <laughs> have my license. Have my DJ license, and it's a junior license. But um, if you don't know what that is, look it up. You also turn eighteen. In like I turn eighteen in a, a month, so like I'll, a get, I'll get a regular one. So you'll be fine. A month, yeah. I have just been working your ass off, true. chasing the bag, which no, is good. No, I love my job. I don't know if I've ever talked about my new job. No, I think I think back in like February. when did you get it? January. Oh, so we have. Yeah. To, we've talked about it briefly. Yeah. Well, if you don't know, I work retail. I switched my job like, back in January to retail. It was a little slow at first because, like, in the winter, business is slow. It's just a bunch it's of people. It's just a bunch of people returning Christmas gifts also, and like, stuff. COVID. Yeah, but now that it's getting warmer, COVID for some people is getting lighter. A lot of more people are coming in. It's getting busier, so my job is just giving me so more busy. and more hours. Yeah every week so so this is why i haven't been able to do the podcast because every saturday i've been working yeah and And it's sunday i low-key maybe i'll join you once oh he might join me if you if you if you put me on i'll I'll say the company name one day when we're both there if (laughs) if i ever if i can actually bring myself to actually go i can work i can work my manager i like have these phases where i (laughs) decide like i'm gonna apply to a million jobs i apply don't get into any get super disheartened he recently went through a phase like of like a month right before we stopped podcasting or Mm -hmm. like we took like a a hiatus and he was applying to all these jobs like cafes bubble tea places i had interviews and stuff and 
as soon as he didn't hear back from any of them, he's like, okay, I that was that was that was the end of it. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 wait a few months for this to happen again. Yeah. Um, but currently, I am looking uh, again because really? I'm realizing that I really <laughs> am in a crunch for money, and because and we'll talk about this as we get deeper in. But college is a real investment, and it mm-hmm. is like it's gonna really require some effort on my part, especially because I am almost an adult. So yeah, gotta start getting my shit together. And, and I also love I, like for my, our coworker that's also that we're friends with. He hates working, but I love working. Mm-hmm. So it's like different for everyone. Yeah, everybody has different experiences working. But we can talk about working when I get a job. True. <laughs> Which will when hopefully he gets a job. be soon. Hopefully, hopefully, soon. hopefully before. Hopefully August. within the next few weeks. Yeah. I'm hoping oh? hopefully within the next few weeks. I I am I have seen a lot of jobs that like post stuff outside their doors mm-hmm. and then like then they're like nearby my house so I just like email them. But Brandon's gonna get the yeah, bag. I'm gonna chase the bag, guys. I need a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving up for a new phone. Real. Yeah, because Chloe's phone is so good. Chloe, I just got, got a, a new, new phone. phone so, so it was kind of lit. Yeah, because my old phone was destroyed and demolished, and the battery was absolutely terrible, too. Yeah. So hopefully this will last me a little while. And also, we're second semester seniors now. Like, officially. Like, it feels like a... But it really doesn't feel like it, man. We have APs in a few weeks, but that's besides the point. Once APs are over, then we're actually chilling. Even now, I'll throw a few, like... I'll, like, toss a few bad grades out. Like, I don't (laughs) care. But... for, For me, like... It hasn't felt like oh, it. Oh, I still haven't seen it before. It's, <laughs> like, it's been two weeks ago at this point. It's been... It's been two weeks. <laughs> I'll, I'll text you. Yeah, yeah. We'll and you're still... You're probably, you're probably still gonna, not going to do <laughs> yeah. it. But, <laughs> but for me personally, it has not felt like that. But there are things to look forward to. Yeah. We have prom. True. Graduation. True. Graduation's um, just going to be us sitting in the sun. It's lit. Um... <laughs> vacation which mm-hmm. now that i have my license is a little more possible God, yeah i'm vibing with a day trip to connecticut I don't know i'm about you. so down for that connecticut's only two hours and, and there's so I much to like do an hour and a half so it was like fine mm-hmm. <laughs> we just drove around sidewalks for no reason like but because it's fun yeah and then okay we'll wrap this up quickly but is there any super important update for me yeah <sighs> like non-college yeah yeah non-college um we'll get into college soon I don't think so. I can't think of anything. Okay. Can you think of anything for me? Like, um, uh, not really. I mean, we've just been like, it's just been like a continuation of everything. It's just been nicer because it, like, I'm going to be so honest. I don't really feel the pressure of school anymore. Not as Mm -hmm. much as I used to. Mm -hmm. Cause now like if I don't get anything done, I'm like, oh, well, oops, like Like, I fumbled. It's paid off to a certain extent already. Yeah. So we're fine. Yeah. And also, we're still like keeping ourselves bus- busy. It's mm-hmm. not like we're like yeah, we're not like lazy. home all day yeah, every day. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, the biggest thing that happened was that the college admissions is officially over for us. For us, but partially, pa- like for the most part, it's over. Yeah. And today we're just gonna sit down and talk about like the culminating lessons and just, things that like i i want everybody to take into because honestly yeah. if i knew these things because i i think about it a lot and i would have approached my my way to college admissions a lot differently if i had known what i knew now especially with this year because this year was just a very yeah. it was it was a very special and eventful year for was the just, class of yeah. high school class of 2022 yeah. because of everything like a combination of like colleges accepting people from the class of 21 to the circumstances from covid and quarantine it's been a 
lot. It's, it's been, a, been lot. a lot. So I think yeah. we'll just start off really quickly. Where are you going to college? Thank you for asking, Brandon. <laughs> um, after a long process oh God, yeah. of uh, my reception of college decisions and everything, I've committed to Emory Ooh. for bio, and I'm going to, as a bio major, and I'm going to be following the pre-med track that along is. those four years. Uh, applause. Thank you. Applause for Thank Chloe. Um, and if you don't mind me asking, Brandon... <laughs> Where are you headed to this August? As uh, as if I could not see from. Your oh, I'm actually wearing a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing, he is wearing man. a bit but, of merch right now. Um, but yeah. After a lot of, of opening letters, <laughs> a lot of slight disappointments, a lot of deliberation, a lot of visiting. Yeah. I am going to Northeastern. Woo! I'm doing a combined major in health science and psychology, and I'm probably going to do pre med as well. I'm okay. Not sure, not sure yet until I get there. It's not something I have to worry about until I get there. Round of applause for everyone. Round of applause for going to college. And if True. you're going to college, and, go you. And even if you're not, go you. Yeah, go. You know what? Like do. You know if you're doing what you. you do, go you. Exactly. And so. I will say, well, my big question is: Is this where you <clears throat> expected yourself to be? <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Because for me, no. <laughs> here's the thing. For me, kind of the same. When yeah, I first started, out. when I first started applying to schools and everything, I've always loved Emory, but the, because it's in Georgia, it's in Atlanta, so it's in like the, it's in, it's in a big city in the U.S., which is nice. But I never really would have expected myself committing to a school in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the circumstances of the very um, annoying college process, particularly the decisions release. Yeah, aspect of it. We can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I ended up choosing Emory, which I'm honestly very happy about considering that I was able to have yeah, that school because it is a very, it is a very good, school. good school, especially considering like the um, the acceptance rate from this year is around like, it dropped to around 15%. Yeah. Or f- 14 or 15 from like 21. Yeah. And it, they had, I think, the most applicants this year yeah. or like the most diverse like, pool of applicants like, yeah that was virtually the case for almost every school, every school. so but it was made it so, so nice it was year. nice to get in it yeah. felt really good yeah um well for me northeastern certainly was not i don't want to i don't want to slander north because i actually genuinely really like the school and i wouldn't have applied if i didn't like the school um and chloe can attest since mm-hmm. freshman year i've always talked about going to school in boston mm-hmm. because it's just been what I wanted to do because I, I visited Boston a couple, like two or three times at this point. I loved it there. Did I think I was going to end up at Northeast? Well, no, I'm not going to say did I think I would. Did I want to end up at Northeastern? Was it my top choice? No. Um, I had other options in Boston that I really liked. Um, and Northeastern was kind of the school that I looked at and I was like, oh, this is like a very nice school. I'd love to go here. So I kind of just applied and then I got in and I was like, whoa, crazy, sick. Um, which is crazy because Northeastern took like zero students this yeah, year. Yeah, this year uh, was the very the, tough. The total was seven percent. The regular was four, so the early was like twenty or something. But yeah, that's that's sort of where we stood. But the thing is, the most important thing is Chloe and I had very very different, um, like experiences with college decisions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, look, we don't have to go into specifics. No, we. I mean, I'm like. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's over. So I like. It's like I don't. Yeah, really like care. I don't care. But I. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. 
Um, don't mind me. I'm just chewing on like a peanut butter Cliff Bar. So it's basically <laughs> like a chunk of peanut butter. But as Brandon said, we did have very different experiences with the college's admissions process, just as we did with regular school. Mm-hmm. Which is what, like, okay, so let me start from the beginning. I applied to around 17 schools. Uh, two were safeties, or like three were safeties, something like that. I had, and then the rest were like split um, target between target yeah. and reach schools. Um, so like maybe two or three are like between target and reach, depending on like the circumstances of the application season. And I got rejected from every single one <laughs> except for two. I got waitlisted from one, and then I got into Emory. Yeah, which. Was it ended up working out? It did end up working out, out. but the thing is, I had talked to so many like counselors and like adults and like people who have experience with the college process, and like multiple like from multiple of these sources, like I had been reassured that like oh you should be able to get into at least like a third of these schools, right? Like given like because they are targets, targets for a reason. They're they're supposed to be targets, Mm -hmm. but then this year targets became reaches and reaches became mega reaches yeah it was just was a very insane and different experience if you're like an okay so if you're an underclassman or you just you're not really well versed on the college process for this year in particular college was hell for our year just because like a lot more people applied and then there was a test optional thing and then there was like colleges taking way too many students in last year and also in previous application seasons so the acceptance rates for a lot of like target schools and reach schools and just like schools in general really plummeted yeah so it was really really difficult um and also just for clarification if you guys don't know safeties are schools that for lack of a better phrasing you know you can get it's like a it's like a cushion school like like, cushion like, school. like you, you know, know you you'll be up, you'll be going to college if you apply yeah. to these schools like so these are usually like state schools like for new york yeah. usually like a regular cuny or suny yeah. um and then targets are schools that are within your reach because uh, because you are sort of like the average student in that school statistically mm-hmm. um there's schools that like you should be able to get into mm-hmm. that are like higher end like that are like ranked higher than your state, yeah like, than your safeties but like like there's a good chance you'll be able to yeah. get in and then your reach schools are where it's like the ivy leagues and um top 20 schools so like those are yeah so those are schools that you apply to it's like oh give it a shot we'll see what happens yeah yeah um yeah chloe that was like that was chloe's experience i applied to 15 schools um i had a universally very different experience from chloe because um well i applied to two two or three safeties Mm -hmm. two or three safeties as well um they were both state schools um and I had gotten into, um, uh, I did, I did early. Did you do early? You did. Oh, we had different, I did restrictive early action. Oh yeah. No, I did regular early action just because, uh, the schools that I wanted to go to or like that I would have ED to didn't have ED. So I just yeah. earlyed. Um, yeah, I did a restrictive early action to Harvard. Um, and then it deferred me and then rejected me, which. Are you going into specifics Harvard. with schools? I mean, I'm we down. Can, I'm we down. Can, we can. Okay, okay. Um, so. I got, I got into two of my safeties, and then I got into my two other early schools, which were um, Georgia Tech and UMish, which are very good schools, schools. So very, very good schools. I, I was really happy too. Um, and then I proceeded. <laughs> it was funny. And then the next school I got into was Northeastern, and then I proceeded to get waitlisted from seven straight schools. Yeah. So, um, and they like weren't like 
easy schools that tend yeah. to, obviously. And yeah. I got the fact, even the fact that I got waitlisted, I was like, wow. Like, Compared I to a, a lot shot. of like results that a bunch of other people from the same pool received, it's impressive. Yeah. I was very glad that I got waitlisted because it just meant I had another chance. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of saddening because I knew that I had to have, I, I knew that I had to work, I had to keep working. You just have to continue. I had to keep working. It really doesn't stop. Um, so... Yeah, and then for now I'm committed to Northeastern, but because of my wait lists, anything, it's still anything like, is to be to determined. Change. Yeah, for me, um, like we said, I just regular early action to a few schools. The two safeties I got into. Um, I also early action to Northeastern and to MIT. I got deferred from both, like I kind of expected. Um, Northeastern not as much because Northeastern was supposed to be one of the targets. Target. Northeastern is 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 yeah because. From prior years and for like most regular years for a good number of the students in our school at least, Northeastern was between a target and a reach for yeah. some a target. So I it, it wasn't as expected, but I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think it was just precipitous. <laughs> no, for, okay, no, no. For me, I just had like ten straight rejections. Yeah. Or like seven straight rejections before Ivy Day. And I remember it was like wash you tufts which i opened oh. what happened was i was at oh, school we opened it together yeah we were at pra- <laughs> so i was at a sports I practice, practice and brandon was also at practice and we had like a few other friends that also took the train home with us today miraculously brandon had decided to take the train home i think it was because you guys had a game <laughs> yeah also i yeah uh didn't like i like had no reason to go home early yeah so because so, he he never takes a train yeah so this was the one day he decided to miraculously take the train with also two of our other close friends mm-hmm. and i'm like okay let's because we both applied to tests like yeah. okay it came out while we were on the i haven't received a single acceptance yet <laughs> since my safeties let's <laughs> open it together if you if i get rejected i'm gonna end up bawling my eyes out right in front of you yeah. for the entire train ride home we open them I got rejected. He got waitlisted. So so I was really happy for him because it's tough. It's a phenomenal school. I got rejected. And as soon as I open it, I start laughing. And then I start bawling my eyes out for the rest of the train ride home. No, no, no. no, It was funny. It was a little funny because you were laughing. So we can look back at this and laugh now. In the moment, I'll tell you right now. In the moment, I'm sure we both felt horrible. Um, No, no, I felt felt so bad because um, one of the people that took the train home with us that was sitting like, on this side to me didn't know what to do because oh. we we had only gotten close or like close ish this year so aside from yeah, that he's like oh yeah. god i've never seen you like i mean most i i don't like crying in front of people so it's like yeah what do i do but this was the second my second to last decision before ivy day so and then the next day was emory oh yeah I the remember. next day was Emory, and then I remember I was I remember, anticipating a text from Chloe. I was like so anxious. Wait, I remember. I remember. I had a game. Oh, not in my school. It was away. It was like somewhere in like South Bronx. Um, and I was with one of my other friends who manages our team. And then I told him um, after our game. Our game went well. It was like a chill day. People were playing Duck Duck Goose in the gym or some shit. I don't know. And I was like, hey, it's past six. I've been trying to like not keep track of the time but it's whatever so i don't really care so you should do you want to open it with me mm-hmm. and he was like sure why not just don't if you don't want to you don't have to mm-hmm. like he was very cautious about it but i was like whatever we can just open it i've had so many rejections i can take another one if i really have to i open it it takes a little while to load and then I the, when it just buffers. Yeah, yeah yeah and i just see the little like three dots fading in and out 
and then the first he- thing that I see is congratulations. Like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? No fucking way I just got in. <laughs> so I didn't get a text from Brandon either. So I was assuming you got waitlisted. Oh, I didn't text you. Yeah. Oh, yeah I got waitlisted, if I remember. Yeah. So I was assuming, oh, he got waitlisted. So because I, I didn't get a text, I'm like, fuck, I probably got rejected. Because that's, that's been the general trend. <laughs> like, you get waitlisted and I get rejected. But I got in. Yeah. And then you say, oh. He, well, he screamed. He <laughs> screamed. He, he screamed at like the top of his lungs. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, and that was a good end. Yeah, and then I got four good. straight rejections on Ivy Day. <laughs> I got. Um, I applied to five Ivies, got rejected from four, and got waitlisted from one. Also not bad. Yeah. Um, it was. I was. It was pretty funny because um, I had. I had no intention of applying to that school in the first place, and then yeah, I got waitlisted. From I remember. It. it was my best. Uh, it was my best Ivy. So. I was like, you know what? I'll take I'll it. Take it. I'll take you it. You take those. And I think that even though, like, we had very different experiences. We had very different stats, very different essays. We were, we were like, on paper, maybe, like, stark opposites. Yeah. In terms of students. And even people who I know who have, like, I think the biggest takeaway is that, like. It's not all stats. It's not all stats. Because um, thing is, I feel like we're both good students, and we both, we both had are, strong yeah, applications, yeah, yeah, yeah. just in very different ways. Yeah, and focusing so much on like, okay, I have to like cure cancer. I have to do yeah. this. I have to do that. I have to like travel to five different countries and like help starving children everywhere. Like, yeah. you could if you really want to go. I mean, go, I mean, yeah, go for it. Go you're probably helping people, but you might not be helping your application. Yeah. I think that like. The big thing was that, like, stats are not everything. Yeah. Um, A lot of it is. Like, I know people stress it, but a lot of it really is your writing. It really is the story. It really is your writing. Also, a lot of it is completely out of your control. Yeah. A lot of it is completely dependent on what the school themselves want. I saw a TikTok about this the other day, and it was very. It made a lot of sense about how colleges have sort of just become this marketing. Mm-hmm. technique like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like yeah it is like it is a like a mutualistic relationship where like students benefit school benefits yeah. from the students but it very much is how can schools gauge the rankings mm-hmm. right and i think a prime example of it was this year when all of these schools receive record applicants yeah receive record low acceptance rates i'd, I'd say and so like, many of the schools that i ended up applying to Last year, we're maybe at 20, 15%. This year, are at like 7 to 10%, which is like crazy. And it's crazy to think that some schools, a school like Northeastern had a lower acceptance rate than like Cornell. Especially right? with like target schools and everything. A lot of them would have like 20 to 25% even yeah. acceptance rates. That's and they all dropped. Ranges. And they all dropped to like 12, 10 and below. Yeah. Which is normally like associated with like Ivy level, Duke. Yeah probably like unc or something like yeah, that like, like really good those schools. very like high-end big name schools and now you see a lot of not smaller name but just um more generally accepted as target schools yeah now also dropping to that level yeah. it's like where like what's the standard now yeah exactly and i think it's so it's so weird because we speak from a very unique experience as class of 22. And I'm sure that if you are class of 22, you understand this as well, where this year's, this year's process was so different, was the most different from any other year because there are so many factors that went into it. Number one, you have COVID, right? A lot of students 
a lot of great inflation that happened over COVID because schools didn't know how to, I mean, this is completely yeah. understandable. Schools didn't really know how to adjust. And, also, how do you, I mean, and like, how can you penalize students yeah. for studying at home? And also testing. Exactly. Because there was like, um, a lot of schools, most schools when test optional makes sense. I almost couldn't even take my SAT because of that. Yeah. Um, a lot like applicant pools for a lot of schools were a lot larger because mm-hmm. of the test optional factor because now a lot of students that normally wouldn't take the test were able to apply because of the test optional thing so you had a lot um student pools that were significantly larger and that meant that the schools had to take a, a lot less mm-hmm. or not necessarily less but it just percentage. yeah yeah and it was it's a because schools i mean this is like you read this in news articles everywhere last year was an over acceptance Last year was schools did not knowing what to do, taking way too many students, yeah. way too many students saying yes that they didn't expect to say yes, which makes sense because that was the first year that we really went like test optional. Yeah. And people in school, I mean, it's hard to adjust when it's like, a, it feels like a completely new process that's happening in such a short amount of time. Um, but that carries just, on to this year. Yeah. And then and we kind of just bared the brunt of exactly. it. Exactly. And a lot of students from last year, because of COVID, decided to take gap years and decided to go pursue something else mm-hmm. while covid was happening not necessarily in education which is fine but schools also have to accommodate colleges have to accommodate for that and when a when a student from the year prior takes a gap year you take a spot away from somebody in class 22 i mean which makes sense like schools cannot like like boston university cannot house all 80,000 applicants that there's a limited applied, capacity to all right? of that yeah and i think that it's just so weird because the way that colleges, like we cannot speak of, we, like we physically cannot speak upon how colleges did it because we're not college admissions officers, but it is strange to see like someone get rejected from Northeastern, but then also get into MIT. Like, cause like that, like they're both phenomenal schools, but MIT is just on this. It's like, like whole just the level. caliber of the two schools is so different. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, I understand, like, the subjectivity of the whole process. I mean, I understand that, like, a college admissions officer from Northeastern might absolutely hate science. So, yeah. they might not have, like, as great of an affinity for a science-centered student as mm-hmm. MIT would. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, if it's happening on such a large scale, if it's becoming, like, a trend almost, yeah, then... I just don't really, I don't really know. Yeah. And what's crazy is that like you see these record low application acceptance rates for regular decision, but then you see like early decision or like restrictive early action still holding up. And that's one thing that I wish I had did. If I knew it was going to be this bad, um, or if I knew it was going to be this competitive, I would have really, I would have eaten in a heartbeat. I would have eaten somewhere that I would have gone because now that, now that I think about it, the schools that I, did not get a shot at regular decision. I really wish I had that early decision chance to sort of go at it. Cause not to, obviously it's not easy. It's not, it, easy, it's never easy for no, like no matter what, whether it's early action decision or RD or even rolling, it's never easy, but like objectively for early decision and even early decision decision over early action, early decision applicants have not, even if it's not significant, they do have a higher a chance. Advantage, yeah. Of getting in, getting in. Yeah. depending on the application, of course, but like percentage-wise and statistically, they do, or they are more likely to get a positive result. Yeah, and there's just so much that goes into it, and I think that like what really, what really stood out for me was, um, well, for me personally, um, 
I can say that the the schools. I don't want to say that like my application was the same for every school because every school has different essays and every school wants a different type of student, and I only fit into so many niches at so many different schools. But when I when I submitted all my applications, I've rec- I've noticed this trend, and I don't know, and I don't know if it's true, but I'm just pointing it out there. It's just an observation that I had that the schools that I got interviews from, I had significantly better results than the schools that I did not get interviews from. Mm-hmm. And I know the interviews are random. Um, or but they they say that they're completely random. So I but I they help. They, they do help. help. And I think that what lacks currently in the college admissions process is true true representation of character. Because mm-hmm. I think that like you can only say so much in words. And I think and I and I know it's like unrealistic to sort of give everybody interviews and give everyone this chance to like prove who they are as a person. Because even in an interview, you have to sort of put on this facade that like, oh, I'm an interesting person, therefore you should let me in at your school. Yeah. But then in reality, the case could be very different. And also, I mean, the application itself. I mean, everyone shits on Common App and like school subs and everything. But I think to a certain extent, it is kind of um, done rightfully so. Just because... Like, a standard. like with the personal statement, okay, you have a lens of yourself that you can use to kind of get a deeper dive of who you are. But then with SUPS, I feel like I speak for almost all of us, like in terms of anyone who's applied to college, when I say that almost all of the SUPS are just why this school, why this major? Not really, oh, like who are you as yeah. a person? Who are you as a student? Yeah. What are you interested in? Like why are you interested in these things? But no, it's just like, why do you want to attend the school? Yeah. And I it's mean, just the same, it, like with these questions, with these sort of supplemental, um, just questions in general from all these applications, it's really just, I mean, if you go to any counselor or any teacher or anything, they're, they're going to give you like a very formulaic approach that you take when you answer these questions. Like, oh, I love this certain class or I love this professor or like you're not supposed to talk about the campus or the area. Like there's a list of do's and don'ts that you mm-hmm. are supposed to follow when you answer these questions and it's not really reflective of who you are as a person or even as a student which i feel like should be the school's focus when they pick out these people from their applicant pools but they continue to kind of focus on these more mundane aspects that students don't really care for yeah i agree i think that like with the the, the process is so flawed i think that like if you were to like if if you gave me every single one of my applications and you had me read them again, like every single application that I sent, I would tell you that there are so many things I would have done differently and there yeah. are so many things I would have said differently or things that I wouldn't, or things that don't even like pertain to me anymore. Like yeah. things that like, like things that I would word differently or say differently to be more representative of who I am as a student and who I am as a person. And I think that the system I think is, and the process is flawed. I mean, it's going to be flawed when you have that much diversity in applicants. Yeah. But I, I do kind of accept it as what it is and sort of just like we kind of have to play with the system and yeah. like make ourselves sort of under the system in order to, to, to propel it because I know that there isn't like, there's no one way right to do it. And I think that like if I had the opportunity, I, and I, I think that's like, that that's what separates, um, I just think it's crazy how, um, like, the disparity in admissions. Like, some people get in, getting into, like, four IVs um, and then getting rejected from, like, a, a safe, like, a target. And, like, you can talk about yield protection. You can talk about stuff like that. But it happens so often that, like, it, it's just, like, it really is up to the school at this point. Like, mm-hmm. there's only so much that you can do as a student. Um, like, 
we both worked hard for our stats. We both worked hard for our academics, extracurriculars, everything like that. But then past a certain point, as soon as you click submit, it's all what it's out of your hands. It's all it's out of your hands, and it's up to the school. The school thinks what type of student do I need? Even if you are a stellar student, like your application could be perfect. Your application could be literally flawless. If they need a greater um, humanities focused pool or a greater pool. I guess I don't want to talk about like more social aspects, but like they know what they're looking for. Schools know what yeah. they like. And even if you are a perfect student in one aspect, you could be a phenomenal math student, a math major, amazing essays, amazing stats, amazing ECs and everything. But if they're not looking for the type of student that you are, then that's not really anyone's fault. Exactly. It's not your fault. Of course, it's not. I mean, it's not necessarily the school's fault either. I mean, it kind of, it can be like wishy-washy with that aspect. But I mean, one thing that's for sure is that it's not on you. Yeah. And I think it's so crazy that I saw, um, saw this somewhere, like a post of someone who said that maybe, okay, say you get rejected from Yale, just some random school. And well, Yale is not a random school, but (laughs) if you got rejected from Yale, just because you got rejected from that one year, doesn't mean that if you had applied with the same application the year before or the year after, you still would have gotten rejected. There is like this very, like, there is this, like, you'll never know, obviously, but there is this good chance that if you got rejected one year, you you might have gotten accepted another year. Yeah. And that just speaks to how it's all tailored to what the school wants. And ultimately, like, it is a mutualistic relationship, but there are going to be thousands of qualified applicants like yeah on the surface level the number of people who are qualified to go to these top tier schools have increased so much that that's why schools are resorting to the wait list or resorting to just flat out rejecting people or not taking people that are qualified to go to their school yeah but they just can't find space for them yeah and i think that's the biggest thing that i think needs to change is to sort of some way to further distinguish applicants and the one thing that I do slightly agree with, which might sound a little controversial, is MIT bringing back the testing policy and reinstating SAT or the ACT. I don't think the SAT or the ACT are representative of intelligence or students at all. But if you want to gauge applicant pools and you want it to be smaller, because I mean, MIT had a crazy, crazy applicants this year. Um, I think it is a, like, I, I, it's not like a good way to do it, but it is a way to do it. In terms of, like, the SAT, ACT thing, I think, I feel like, honestly, in terms of, like, testing, more tests that are centered on certain subjects, I feel like, would be more useful, in my opinion, especially with gauging, like, different applicant pools based on their major and their interests Mm -hmm. and everything, um, and how much they apply themselves in terms of those specific disciplines. That's why I was kind of disappointed when they got rid of the SAT subject tests, Mm -hmm. but then um, continue to have, or they actually emphasize the SAT and ACT Mm -hmm. on a greater scale because of that. I mean, I think they still have ACT subject tests probably. I think so, but nobody. But I mean, but it's not really that big of a thing anymore, Um, which is why I feel like I I hate APs, I hate SAT subject tests, I hate testing, but in terms of like that compared to regular SAT and ACT, which is literally just English and math, then I feel like those are more practical applications if that makes sense just because like if you're a history major and you want to go into law then you should probably be taking um or you should probably 
um, excel in like U.S. history and gov and like all these different classes. And the same applies to like science and math. But I mean, I also just don't think like the testing policies that colleges use as like a, a means of gauging, um, I guess, student intelligence, quote unquote, um, is really practical or um, appropriate at all. I don't yeah. I just like there's so many different flaws with it. Um, and it's not really something that students can really do much about from our standpoint just because we are the students we are the ones that are trying to get into these schools Mm -hmm. so i mean i guess the one thing i would say is just like they're like the system is so fucked i'm sorry it's just so fucked and it's unfair for so many people especially with like all the subjectivity for it um but i would honestly just say research (laughs) just research like it's all research at this point like you kind of have to like move your way around the system in a way that allows you to benefit the most from it which is a really messed up thing to say it's such a messed up thing to say that you have to deal with this in a way that'll allow you to benefit but that's kind of the reality of it especially in just like this country and everything and i feel like the best thing you could do is just like research (laughs) research and work that's it yeah and like know exactly like what type of yeah what really helps you and i think that like what you're saying is right i think that like the system sucks and i think that like um there are definitely students out there who believe that they deserve to get into schools that and they probably do yeah that they got rejected from or waitlisted from and they probably do like that's the thing but the way the system works is we don't change the system this system changes us like we have to yeah we have to sort of alter ourselves towards the system until there is this sort of like big wide scale change big wide scale change i'm not saying like it will never change because i mean it probably will eventually it's with like testing and everything it is resistant but i feel like it will i mean not in the close future but maybe in like f- yeah. you know further down the line but i mean it's probably gonna take a really long time yeah. for that yeah and the best way is to kind of just figure out how you can move around in mm-hmm. the system and how mm-hmm. you can use the system to kind of um push yourself the furthest you can yeah and i think that like it's it's interesting to think about like yes people shit on the system and to a certain extent i agree obviously but the way this like like, the way the system works is that you have to sort of be able to quantify a student if that makes Mm -hmm. sense it's hard to it's hard to compare students based on their qualities because those aren't really comparable like you can't really compare them and it has to be at like to some extent has to be measurable and i think that the system is so messed up and what i've really learned throughout this process which hopefully i will never actually i will have to go through it again if i go to graduate school but yeah what from this undergraduate college admissions process is we can talk let's go into this okay advices advice that we would give i think that this is going to sound maybe a little cliche, but you have to genuinely be so unapologetically you. You have to be yourself and you have to be authentic. You can like, I understand exaggerating narratives because you're not necessarily changing your narrative. You're just making your narrative more urgent and making it more of an issue uh, to college office, um, to college offices. And, um, but you have to sort of stay true to yourself because in the end, what colleges want is you for you. Like they want you for how you, for, for, for who you are and what you will bring to the school. Like they're not going to, like you can fake a narrative and maybe you get in, but I genuinely believe that where you end up is where you belong. It's, yeah, like everybody, I mean, I, 
the majority of the population, if given the choice, would go to Harvard. But we don't end up in Harvard. Yeah. And that's the reality is that, like, you end up somewhere else. And it's not like you can't have fun anywhere else. It's not like every yeah. other college is miserable. Where you end up is sort of where you belong. You can find your, you can find a niche there. You can do whatever you want. College is what you make of it. I agree. And also, I mean, this is kind of advice for further down the line, but for a lot of different jobs and careers, your undergrad is not the most important mm-hmm. thing for you, especially if you're going to grad school. Yeah. If you're going to grad school, the like main things... Like if you're going to grad school, really the main things you should be focusing on are credits mm-hmm. and test scores, which don't, which aren't really um, based on the school either. Yeah. It's also just test scores. It's yeah. credits and test scores. And even if you're not going to grad school and you're just gonna find a job straight out of undergrad, that's still the same thing. You don't really need um, a big school name in terms of all of that. I mean, with job, I mean job interviews. That's a whole separate thing. That's kind of also a huge subjective thing in in and of itself but the school that you go to doesn't define you or your intelligence or your background and while it may feel like it will because I know it's gonna feel like it that it will for a lot of people especially when you compare yourself to other people um it really doesn't and then in terms of like how you approach the college process I mean everything with Brandon that Brandon said of course um that's definitely a priority just staying true to yourself but I feel like it's also knowing what you want Mm -hmm. just know what you want and even if you don't know what you want that's okay just know that you don't know what you want don't go in like saying oh i think i want to do pre-med but i think i want to do pre-law or this and that you don't have to fake all of these big because i see a lot of people i don't see a lot of people but i feel like it is like a general thing for a lot of people to kind of go in with the assumption that oh i'm gonna do pre-med i'm gonna do pre-law i'm gonna do business like the hardest majors you could Mm -hmm. go into just for the sake of having something to say when really you might be undecided or you might be into something completely different and i think knowing what you want and taking that approach very unapologetically and just like with um an open mind Mm -hmm. in general is going to help because knowing what you want in your application really shows how i guess committed you are or Mm -hmm. how interested you are in um kind of going into these studies and especially that and that's really reflected in your application no matter how hard you try to fake it with like the classes you take and everything it's gonna show Mm -hmm. and i think just staying true to like your own personal interests regardless of what they are is one of the most important things you could do yeah like don't apply to schools just for the sake of applying to schools yeah i i remember back when I was editing my list, I scrapped schools like Cornell and UPenn and Carnegie Mellon, and I didn't, and like maybe I would have gone in, but those were not schools that I could see myself at. Mm-hmm. And now it still holds true, like even though I didn't, like, like Northeastern is a fantastic school, but like rankings wise, UPenn is obviously like a yeah. better school, but. But you I could see yourself see, more at Northeastern my, yeah, than exactly. you can at I Penn. I still cannot see myself at UPenn. And I think, and I think that just speaks to like, you have to find a college that suits you because a college that suits you will also be, will also make you a student that suits them because the college, the college doesn't want to have like um, a miserable student body. And I think that like um, you sort of have to be at peace with the fact that once you submit your application, it's whoa, the wind is whistling. Um, Once you submit your application, once you write your essays, once you show schools who you are, you've done all that you could. You can't like, like, 
you you could fake it till you make it, but I'm sure that has consequences later down the line that I don't I can't speak on because <laughs> I'm literally just out of the process. But like I think there's like I mean just like I just I for me it's just like believing in what should happen will happen. So and it feels shitty. It really does, it does feel yeah. shitty. I wish. I mean, we like, both definitely wish we had more control over yeah, our lives. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like we both kind of go by that a lot. Like, just letting things happen, and whatever happens is what was supposed to happen. But if it, it definitely does feel shitty, try, like trying to force yourself to accept that, especially with yeah. like college and getting rejected or like deferred from your dream school. No matter who you are, it's gonna f- probably yeah. feel shitty. Yeah. But I mean, eventually, hopefully, things yeah. will probably work out. Yeah. And I think that that's that's sort of like my big ending of. Con- I mean, I'm so glad that it's over. Yeah. It was such a stressful process. The stress really did not end. Yeah. After December, no, it was it kind of absolutely kept going terrible. Until end of for March. me, it was like a downhill plummet. Yeah, it started off for me. To, I mean, it started it off like, a lot stronger. For it was me, like a downhill so. plummet, and then it kind of just little like, hill, little like, hill. It's like slowly going back up. But the thing is, we'll never really know if it was worth it until we're in college. Yeah. And when we're in college, I don't know what's gonna happen. But Who knows? I'll yeah. be in Georgia. I'll be in Boston. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're all going to end up in different walks of life. But I think that getting into the moving out of New York City, that's yeah. a different episode. That is a, a very different episode. Sort of growing up, moving out, doing our own things. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. That's a good little update. Was, I like a that. A good little ramble. Chloe, take it away. So, wow, it's been a while that's, since that's I've done this. Do that's <laughs> Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, hopefully you did. We did talk for quite a while today, but if you did, or even if you didn't, um, you can check us out at Yellow Fever on any platform, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, literally any podcasting platform, Amazon, Pandora, any, literally Literally anything, anything. literally anything, just Yellow Fever. Uh, you can check us out at official Yellow Fever podcast on Instagram, where Mm -hmm. we rarely post updates about the podcast, but we might today or we might not. And you never, you will never know unless you check it out. Yeah. We have a TikTok (laughs) Yellow Fever podcast. I actually lost the login for that. I have the log, I have the login somewhere. Um, we might post, we might not. You'll never know unless you check it out. (laughs) Never know. I'm trying to like remember everything I used to say. That's, I think that's it. Oh uh, yeah, and we have, we're actually we, have coming up we do, and we're actually about to record about that to record, as well. So, so we'll see you. Uh, so it is guaranteed that you are gonna have an episode next week. You will because you we're will. recording it right now. <laughs> we're <laughs> not I gonna back, unless I back out and all of a sudden I say I hate the episode. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen. Yeah. But anyways, we will ninety eight percent see you guys be next able time. to see you. Next I don't know week. when's next time. I don't know if it's gonna be next week. Ne- but it'll be next, next time. time. It'll be next time. <laughs> next time. It'll honestly probably be be less than a week because yeah. i just want to get it out mm, it's a big it is a big project and yeah it's we've been working on it for months but, <laughs> um, uh, we've had it for months yeah if you are in college congratulations first of all for getting into college that's big your you choose your path doesn't matter where you're going and if, if you're, you're not out, in college take everything we say with a grain of salt but yeah. also just remember it's college yeah. it's not the end of the world yeah. Ooh, whoa whoa Whoa, oh you're going to break crazy. it. Well, we'll see you guys next time. We there will, will be no more. I can tell you there will be no more college admissions episodes. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully but not. But there will be college episodes. Just yeah. Just college admissions episodes. I agree. Okay, yeah. You can look forward to that. And yeah, we'll see That's you guys it. next time. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.